Well, good morning. I want to offer my welcome to all of you here in the room. If you're joining us online, if you're out in the atrium, you can stay there or come on in and join us. It is a beautiful fall morning here in Northern Colorado. We have a great morning planned. Will you stand? We're going to sing this first song together. You're the horizon, the bright, the glimmer that breaks the constant night. You are the brilliance, the dream, the evidence of things unseen. Even the darkest days are you are the everlasting light. All of the time and space could not contain you. You are the everlasting light. You are the glory that stays. You never dim, you never Nothing can stop you, nothing can stop you, even the darkest days are temporary, you are the everlasting light, all of the time and space could not contain you, you are the
can go ahead and have a seat. Check out this, this next video. Oktoberfest at Crossroads offers something for everyone. Find candy and more candy as you trick-or-treat through 30 decorated booths at the family party. Have fun with games, bounce houses, door prizes, and music. You'll even find crafts and snacks. The Early Access Disability Inclusion Party includes the same great activities, but in a quieter, more sensory-friendly environment without the bright lights, loud music, and crowds. At both parties, families with preschoolers can take advantage of the Oktoberfest Safe Zone activities for kids ages five and below. Make Oktoberfest at Crossroads part of your family Halloween fun this season. Learn more at crossroadscolorado.com slash Oktoberfest. Welcome everybody. Glad you're here. Are you glad you're here? If you're online, are you glad you're online? Yeah, thank you for being here. What a beautiful fall crisp day, huh, in Colorado? Wow, we get to live here. That's amazing. So welcome. Glad that you're here. Like I said, um, or I'm going to talk about Oktoberfest. You just watched a little video about that in, in just a moment. Um, but my name's Dennis. This is Wendy, and I'm going to be your host today for the service. And uh, if this is your first time joining us or a second time, we're so glad you're here, or we're so glad you actually came back. And uh, so thank you. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. Um, if you're a student, uh, middle school or high school, and you're in the room right now, our student ministry is going on over right there in the student center. So if you want to join them, feel free to get up and go out there. Or at some, some week when you're ready, just know that that's going on out there every Sunday morning during this service. A uh, couple of things I want to remind you of. Uh, if you walked in the room and you don't have a program... One of our auditorium hosts will be right here. Mark's right there. He'd be happy to and raise there. Just raise your hand if you want a program. You're going to need one. Um, so uh, let's just, they'll be happy to hand you one. And inside the program is a Connect card. So everybody pull that out now. It's like, it looks like this, the Connect card. And uh, you can use it as a fan. You can, uh, we actually would like you to fill it out. So if you're a regular, just put your name, check regular tender. But if you're new and uh, you want to stay connected, uh, we'd love to, to connect with you. So you could fill out the information that you think uh, you want us to have, and then on the back are an opportunity to put a prayer request and some other items. So this card, hang on to until the end of the service, all right? And if you want to communicate with us, drop it in the dro orange drop boxes on your way out. And also in, the, uh, in your program is a, an offering envelope. And I uh, invite you to participate in this part of our life together. If this is the way you give, uh, we're going to invite the ushers to come in just a minute to receive the weekend offering in the room. So uh, you can prepare that. And like I said, the ushers will come in just a moment. If you're online, there's a button at the top of your screen that you can click and say, you know what, I, I love this place and I want to help support it financially. And we're grateful that you're willing to do that. Uh, as you walked in, if you're in the room, uh, you might have noticed that out there along the east wall is kind of an art display, a lot of pictures. Um, we didn't make those pictures up. Those are actually pictures of our teams working in a, a ministry here at Crossroads we call Hope Builders. It's a Partners in Hope ministry from Crossroads. I think it's one of the most, it is, I think, the most practical way we share love out in the community. It's a community service group. There's about 80 people. Many of you are on our uh, Hope Builders team, led by a group of uh, wonderful, giving, caring, sacrificing kinds of leaders. 
Um, but, but it's what we do. We fix stuff for people in the community. Gates, fences, windows, doors. We fix stuff. We build stuff. We build decks. We build ramps. We build stairways. We build all kinds of things. So uh, that's what we do. And every year we do between 40 and 50 projects in the community. And if you want to see what we're doing, just stop by there. There's a couple snacks as well. And uh, if you go, you know what, I'd, I'd be up for helping with a project or two this coming year. Put me on the team. There's a place to sign your name there and we'll be in communication with you whenever we have a project coming up. So I encourage you to stop by that display on your way out today. Well, Oktoberfest is coming. Uh, and if you've been around, you're, you're ready. It's like, good. I'm glad it's next Saturday, right? Because it is next Saturday, six days away. And this is an all-hands-on-deck thing. And uh, we've been working for months to do it, and uh, we're actually going to start at the end of the service today uh, getting ready for it. So we invite you to still participate. There's room on numerous uh, teams that you could still be a part of. Uh, you could do a booth. You could help decorate the place this week. Um, you could be on the greeter team. You could be on the bouncy house team. You could help with whatever it is that you'd like to do. There's still room on a team for you. So if you're interested in participating, volunteering on the back of your connect card, you can indicate that, or you can stop by the display out there and our friendly folks will help you. And you can even buy candy out there today uh, for, not for you, for Oktoberfest. Um, we almost hit our goal of 30,000 pieces of candy, so you could help put us over the top and put more dentists in business this coming year. So, but I want to take a moment right now to pray for our time together at Oktoberfest, and I would encourage you to invite people. There's an invitation card in your program. Take this home with you. There'd be somebody you could invite. I invited, I was blowing out sprinklers for a neighbor's neighbor yesterday, and she had kids, and I said, hey, Oktoberfest, and she goes, I think I'm going to write that down. So I expect to see them at our party. Easy invite. It's a terrific way to, to give people a taste of Crossroads by inviting them to one of our parties because one of our core values is fun, and you are fun people. All right, so pray with me, would you? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to do Oktoberfest. Thank you for the resources we have, the resource, of, first of all, of people, of people who care and give and love and smile and laugh and have their hearts touched when kids come in and families come in and through our faces and our actions and our decorations and our costumes, we tell people we care about you. We care about this community. Thank you we have the resource of this building and money and all of that to put on this caliber of party. And so God, I I pray that as each child leaves, as each parent, as each person leaves, that they would have just the sense, that, whether it's conscious or not, in the back of their mind, that they got to participate in genuine, authentic community. And that's what we want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Deep breath. That was Oktoberfest. Now, we're in a series. I'm going to, as I introduce this, I want, I'm going to invite the auditorium host to come in and receive our offering. But this weekend, we're wrapping up the series called The Greatest Con on Earth. And we've been talking about how and why to create that space in our lives we call margin. Margin. And so week one of the series, we talked about the whole idea. What is margin? 
A margin is the space between what we do, our load, and our limit, what we should do. And oftentimes we fill in that margin with things that perhaps we shouldn't do. And all through the series, we've been talking about balance and how to create margin. And so that was week one. And ultimately, if you think about it, relationships flourish in the margin. That's where relationships flourish. And so week two, we looked at the importance of going through the loss and death of a sacred object. A sacred object is something that we put in that margin that we expect to deliver something to us that it cannot do. And so that we looked at what the whole idea of the sacred object is. Week three, we examined one of those sacred objects that could be that is our money and our finances can get out of bounds. And so we looked at what debt does to us, enslaving us and limiting our freedom to love. And then week four, we talked about the margin in our physical lives, our, our physical health, our well-being physically, and discussed that physical margin is found in trusting the right energy source, not this sacred object of beauty or youth. And then last week, we turned to our emotional and mental space and talked about burnout, talked about exhaustion, and that Jesus when he says, come to me, offers a non-judgmental space to acknowledge, to rest, recover, and begin to create margin for ourselves. And then this morning, I'm very excited about this, Aisha Thomas, who's been attending Crossroad for years and years and served on numerous places, including our council chair, she was that, uh, she's going to be bringing the message today. She's going to talk today. So uh, I am, for one, I've been waiting this for years, and so Aisha's going to speak and do our final installment where she's going to talk about something that's very important to her, um, how to create margin in our schedules. So uh, you're in for a treat. So, but during the next couple songs, uh, we just want to give you some, some space, some time, if you will, during these next two songs to just relax and maybe think back uh, where this series has touched you where it's gripped you, where you've found some dissonance, perhaps an area of your life that you need to create some more margin in. And so if you'd like prayer uh, with a person, Shelly will be over right over here to pray with you if you want some prayer during these next few songs. Um, but, but I invite you to just open yourself to what, what God might have for you and what your soul needs. So let's rest and reflect. Journey's 
never easy deeper the roots run find that you're at peace when the heavy winter comes oh we're all running from something oh waiting for that next moment
Invited to tune your heart to Wisdom's song. Lean in and hear Wisdom's voice as she sings this song over you. You are enough. You are mine and I am yours. You are not an employee working your fingers to the bone on the assembly line of faith for a demanding God. Today, she offers you rest from this life. Rest for your weary soul. Rest for your aching shoulders. Rest for your hurting heart. Rest for you. Rest. Come. Find your rest in her arms as an adopted child of God. Open my eyes. I want to see you. Open my ears. I want to hear you speak. Tell me your thoughts, what's on your mind I'll be your friend, I want to see through your eyes I want to see through your Spirit 
Let's give it up. Woo! Awesome. Well, hello. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Nice to see all your smiling faces. Thank you for being here. My name is Aisha Thomas, and I've been a part of Crossroads for 16 years. I currently serve on council and as the coach for our family ministries department. Um, I'm here today with you as a volunteer. It's important to me that I carve out and set aside time in my life to serve. So when Ryan um, asked me, hey, if I could chat with you all about creating margin in time, he asked if I was interested in the subject, and I kind of laughed at him. Now, I don't always recommend laughing at your pastor, right? <laughs> but... Ryan's special. He can handle it. So anyways, I laughed at him, and I'm like, Ryan, I am literally writing a book about personal and professional organizational management. Like, needless to say, I love to talk about time, about the use of time, the passing of time, times ahead. I'm fascinated with time. It seems like yesterday, I was just 16 fresh with my driver's license, and had a newfound freedom of my own time. And let me tell you, I, my car was so cool. So cool that to get cool, I had to roll the window down with a handle. There was not a button or even AC to be found in my car. But alas, that was not yesterday. I'm 43 now, and my car has buttons. Lots and lots of buttons. I don't even know what all the buttons do, frankly. But I sometimes wonder, what would that 16-year-old girl, what she would think of this 43-year-old self? Would she be appalled that I have a phone that is smarter than the entire high school computer lab? Would she be shocked that I'm a single mom of three children? Would she be sad that I have lost so many loved ones to cancer and suffering? Or I wonder, would that 16-year-old me wonder why I'm so filled with joy, how I'm able to keep an authentic smile on my face? Would she be proud to see how my relationship with God has deepened over the years? Time. It's a fascinating thing. And so today, we are going to be thinking about two cons. One is doing more will make you better and more things will help you be better. So today, your talk notes are a little different than normal. So if you guys can all pull out your talk notes, I just want to make sure that our thinking today is reflective and personalized to your, to your life. So you'll see on your talk notes, um, we have the left side of the T-chart. That's a space for you to jot words or phrases throughout this teaching that may resonate with you. 
I like to doodle as I learn, so if you're like me and that helps, then just have a safe place to doodle. And then the right side of the T-chart is something that we're going to utilize together later this morning. The anchor scripture that Ryan has been using in this series is John 8, 4, 4. And it fits perfectly with today's thinking. When he, the devil, lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The devil is a con man, and he has tricked some of us into believing those two cons. One, doing more will make you better, and more things will help you be better. So the answer to see through the con and reveal the truth of these two things is just be. And to also declutter your space and your time. I'm an educator, and so I always want my students, my audience, to know the outcomes of the learning. So today's outcome is we will learn how to do less, be more, and still lead a life of joy in a sensible week. That sounds good, right? Who wants to do that? You wanna, yeah, I want to do that. Do less, be more, still be joyful in a sensible week? I'm all about that. So let me give you some context. I've worked with children professionally for over 20 years as a school counselor and a school administrator. I've seen a sad and growing mental health crisis in our children. Although this is a very complex issue, my, in my career, I've observed it and put it into kind of two themes that have arised. The first, kids reporting that their mom or dad is too busy to spend time with them. Number two, kids report that they are stressed and overwhelmed with too much stuff to do between the end of school and bedtime. So we as adults in children's lives have the power to change our lives and theirs. So margin is the space between the load we can bear and the limit we have. So we're gonna be talking today about how to be aware of the need for margin in our lives. So I want you to watch this video about one family in our church realizing the importance of margin. This past May, I did what every parent does prior to summer. We're a family of five. Uh, I work, my husband works, and I had to sit down and figure out the summer schedule. What is everyone gonna do? So I crushed it, let's be clear. I had everything laid out. I knew exactly what was coming. I had every week numbered. So I figured out what everyone was gonna be doing. And the angels were singing, and it was time for me to deliver this to my children. And so I called my girls over, nine and seven, knowing that they like to know what's going on. And so I said, okay, here's the deal. And I started walking through our, our summer. And so the first week, this is gonna happen. And then on week two, this person's gonna be doing this. And then this person's gonna be doing this on this day. Um, sweet seven-year-old interrupts. And she says, um, mommy, uh, is, which day is gonna be a chill day that week? And I looked at her kind of like, 
you're interrupting. Like I'm delivering this beautiful puzzle and you interrupted me. And, and so I just said something like, um, sure, Saturday the 8th, that can be a chill day. And she had her calendar with her. She actually had brought her little kitty cat wall calendar and it was pretty cute. She was writing everything in it as I was going through our schedule. And so she wrote down chill day. And so I didn't think anything of it, kept plowing through. Okay, week three, this is when we're going camping. Week four, this person has this, I don't know, class on this day or whatever it was. And hey, mommy, yes, sweetie, um, is June 17th gonna be a chill day? Well, no, honey, because that's when we have such and such a thing going on. And she said, okay, well, what about June 19th? Sure, fine, that's, that's fine. At this point, I was getting a little irritated because I really just, I was in go mode. I just wanted to get this done. Well, by the time she had interrupted the third time, it finally clicked. And I, I thought to myself, like, she's not talking about chill days. She's talking about capital C, capital D, chill days. This is a thing, and she needs this. She needs to know that built into our crazy schedule is this downtime. And, you know, my, my sweet seven-year-old was asking for margin, and she, she knew that she needed that. Um, I'm an introvert, married to an introvert. I'm raising at least two introverts, the third child. I don't know where he came from. Um, but so as parents and in our family, part of our family conversation always includes downtime. It always includes taking care of yourself. I'm trying to teach my kids and give them tools to ask for that time to recharge their batteries because I've seen, particularly with my sweet seven-year-old, um, when she gets overscheduled, if there's too much, if she's overtired, like she explodes in spectacular fashion. So this wasn't a surprise that she was sitting down asking for this time. Um, but I was just really proud of her in that moment. Like this is, this is something that she is asking for. And as a parent, I want to provide this for her. Um, in our family, we have to say no to things. We cannot just go from thing to thing to thing, week in and week out. We know that we have to plan those days. And if she needs a capital C chill day, then that has to be part of our family calendaring as well. And so we've just taken that into consideration moving forward. I love this story and this moment because it reminds me that wisdom can come from some very surprising places. And in that moment, the wisdom of my seven-year-old was just a fantastic reminder, I think for all of us, that we all need to take that time and we need to build margin into our schedules so that we can approach our lives with more energy and more authenticity as we move forward. I love that. So what's the lesson to be learned here? Well, instead of doing more, try being more. Just be. And I found that a good training for learning how to just be is to meditate. And so this looks different for different people. For some, it's sitting quietly alone. For others, it's laying and reflecting. For some, it's reading a text and thinking. Well, I like to meditate over a text. I'm a teacher. So we're going to try that, okay? 
So for this next part, I want you to sit and listen. And if you feel like it on your note catcher, on your um, T-chart, write words or phrases or thoughts, doodles that come to mind and that resonate with you. So I've been reading through um, a book by Marian Stroud called Dear God, It's Me and It's Urgent. And I was like, I need this in my life, right? So we're going to sit and listen to this devotion. Sometimes, Lord, I really have to wonder what would have happened if Martha had joined Mary in simply sitting at your feet. Would all the other people there have inwardly complained or even had a word with Lazarus about the standard of his hospitality? I sense I'm basically a Martha, Lord, which means I have a lot to learn from Mary. I find it so much easier to bustle around and do the things that scream for my attention than to sit here trying to relax my body, still clamor, uh, trying to relax my body and still my clamorous thoughts and simply pay attention to your voice. I am very prone, Lord, to rush into your presence, cast my eye fleetingly over the passage of the day, and then present you with my list of requests. Forgive me, Lord. I know that that's no way to treat the lover of my soul. So slow me down, please, Lord. Reassure me that it is perfectly all right for me to waste time in your presence without assessing in what way or even whether this kind of prayer has positive results or brings rewards. That you are pleased when I'm prepared to lavish my time and attention on you alone. Here I am, Lord, open to anything you want to say or show me, and as I make myself available to you as best I know how, please meet with me, for Lord, you know I long to meet with you. So let's start at looking where we can be and what we can do and stop confusing the two. We can be with God. We can be with family and friends and ourselves. We can be with food and sleep. You can be present to what you eat and when you eat. We can be, do physical movement. Now, I'm going to pause here because I know you're just thinking, well, she just told us you can either be or do. What's this be, do? Well, things like physical movement are actually important for both. Walking, riding a bike, jogging, yoga, hiking, whatever it is, all these things are to do physical movement, but they are also a way to be. Ever been on a hike and seen a majestic landscape and you just felt the presence of God, you just felt more connected? Right, this is an example of be, do. Now there are things that are just do, right? We can do things like work, study, serve, errands, chores, cook, hygiene, drive. If you're a parent, you might drive a lot. Lots of kids and lots of activities. But how to do it and still be. So we're going to look at our calendar time. We all have 24 hours in a day. Surprise! We all have the same amount of time. Every day we can plan on it. We can count on it. For example, you could plan for 11 hours of being. One hour of be-do physical movement. 12 hours of doing. 
You have to know your own natural personality to manage your flow of time. If you are an early bird or a night owl, you can plan your time accordingly. There's no right or wrong there. And if you were to look at my calendar, you would see all the aspects of be, do, be, do, and do. <laughs> but you would also see blank space. And it's in the blank space where you learn to live in the margin, to deeper your relationship with God, to lean into the unscheduled margins of time in your life. If you have an evening or a whole day with nothing in it, keep it that way. Be fanatical about having free space in your calendar. Free space allows you time to be present, to love God, and love people. For some of you, this takes lifestyle adjustments, but it's going to be a gift of time. Time is finite, so give yourself the gift of space to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So when you do, the question in life no longer becomes, who are you, but rather who you be. I be loved. I be loving. I be redeemed. I be faithful. It's about your being, not your doing. And yes, I fully realize that this is grammatically incorrect, but so what? Proper English came after God. <laughs> I'm choosing to lean into God's plan for me to be. It's who I'm meant to be. It's never who I'm meant to do all the work to do, all the things to do. It's who I am meant to be. It's what God's plan is for each of us. So the next aspect of addressing the con of more things will help you be better is to declutter your space. Don't check out on me right now, okay? When you want to check out is when that's actually the message is for you. Don't check out. We're going to talk about decluttering your space so that you don't have noise trying to steal your time. So for this next part, we're going to read another devotional. Take a minute, sit, listen, write if you want to on your T-chart. And this one is all about decluttering. It was a nightmare. The conference was over, and I just returned to my room to pack, and I realized that my belongings had multiplied so that I could no longer cram them into two suitcases. Searching frantically for a third bag, it dawned on me that I only had two hands. As I struggled, sweating out of the mists of sleep, God spoke very clearly, dump the cases. All you need is a backpack. Please help me to unclutter my life, Lord. It is not just domesticity that seems to be getting completely out of hand, although when that avalanche of empty margarine tubs fell out on the cupboard onto my head, I got the message that some ruthless weeding out is needed in that department. You said that no man, no woman can serve two masters, but Lord, there seem to be far more than two masters demanding my attention in life. People, commitments, activities, work, how can I unclutter my life without being unkind or seem uncaring? You know, Lord, sometimes I just think I need to fast, not just from food, but from excess in every area of my life. The social occasions I attend with little pleasure and really only go because it's possible they'll be used for networking. I really do need to abstain from borrowing more library books than I need, just in case the extra ones that catch my eye might be borrowed the next time I go back. 
or DVRing all the television programs that I know I won't have time to watch. And while I'm at it, Lord, please help me to unclutter my mind with past regrets, resentments, hurts, of self-blame and accusation. Give me focus and serenity, enabling me to embrace the discipline of simplicity with joy as I travel light in every area of my life. So when you do this question again, it's about who we be, who we were meant to be. So the question is, where is the space you invite God to meet you? Think of that place. Where do you go when you want to sit and pray or just be present with God? Is the physical space noisy? I mean, is it cluttered? When you walk in, you think, okay, I'm coming here because I'm going to pray. You might be walking into your bedroom or a home office or something. And you walk in and you're like, I just need some time with God. And then you see the mail stacked up and you see the to-do list on the corner and you see the frame tipped on the floor that you meant to hang last weekend. That's noise. Noise comes in all different ways to our eyes, to our ears. So we want to declutter our space so that we can enter into a presence with God without the noise of things to do. We want to quiet the noise of our eyes, of our ears. So talking about that, let's turn off our phones. Let's turn off our phones when we want to be present with the people we love and with the God that we love. I met someone the other day. She told me that she had 21 alarms set for the course of her day, every day, to remind her of kind of the next thing she had to get to or go to or do or do do do. And I thought, well, there's nothing wrong with alarms, but 21 might be a cue that you are doing too much. And I remember I always took a little bit of joy when people would come into my office as a principal and they'd walk in and they'd say, is, th is this your office? Like, what, what is in here? Because you would walk into bare walls, a conference table, my laptop, and some notebook that I would use for that day to write in. That's what was my office. I didn't have family pictures. I didn't have treasures and knickknacks and books and anything. Because I wanted to go to work and do work. And then I wanted to go home and be home. I wanted to be a mom. I didn't want to be at work doing work looking at pictures of my family. I didn't want noise in my work environment that would keep me from being home. And so we have to ask ourselves, how can we get closer to God? There are no barriers to what we can do with God. And so I would ask you this. It wouldn't be a teaching experience if we didn't have to reflect on how are we going to apply this to real world. So now the challenge is on the right side of your T-chart. There are two parts, a first, stop, a first next and a first stop. So I'm going to give you just 30 seconds here, and I want you to reflect and write in the section first next the one shift that you can make in your life to create margin in time. Look at that paper, first, next. What's the first, next thing you can do 
to create a shift, create a margin in your time. I'm an educator. I'm good at wait time. But wait. You can't just add things to your plate. You have to be able to remove things from your plate. So now the question is, what's your first stop? What are you going to stop doing in order to be present? Think about it. Write it on your T-chart. Write one thing you need to stop doing in your life that has become a barrier to you getting closer to God and the people in your life. Now, I appreciate you guys allowing me to, to deliver this message today. Calendaring, time, margin. It all circles back to what we started with, with John 8, 44, around the con man, right? We want to tell the con man, you have no control over our lives. We choose faith. We choose to be present with God. We choose to love the people in our lives, and we choose to serve them. So if you want to stand, stand. If you want to sit, sit. Right now we are going to pray together, and we are going to worship. I invite the band to come up, and let's just be together. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for our time today, for our time to be present with you. That is the secret sauce to life. It's creating margin and time to be with you. And so, Lord, I ask you that you reveal the truth of the con to each and every one of us, that you allow our hearts to be open and feel the need to be present in your world. And that not only for us to be present with you, but that we bring in the people that we love to learn how to be present with you too. That we teach our children, that we teach our families, we teach our neighbors, how can they be with you? There are no barriers, Lord. We know that it is not about who we are, it is about who we be, and we be loved by you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.
hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. It's never failing. It's never failing. Sing, praise my soul, find strength and joy. Let his words lead you on. Do not forget his great faithfulness. Finish all he's begun. Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing. Oh, take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting, he's in the waiting, oh, hold on to your hope, as your triumph unfolds, it's never failing, it's never failing, and you who hold the stars, who call them by me will surely keep your promise to me that I will rise in your victory yeah. oh you who hold the stars who call them each by finish our 
day to day and our service and really as we finish our series, um, we always, if you're new, we, we give a blessing. We say words or have a thought or an expression of some that, that just sends something perhaps just a little deeper into our soul so it lives there and we think about it and we resonate on it and we allow it to take hold and root in our lives. And so as we finish today, I'm really our whole series, I want to I wanna invite you to take three deep breaths, breaths with me. And I'm going to talk you through each one. And they're based on a verse that Ryan used last week, Matthew 11, 28. So, and if you're new, you know, we do this. We, I invite people, we always invite people to open your arms. And if you want to do that, you can, or your hands, you don't have to. It's just a, a way to express to, to God to that, that I'm open for this. And you can stay seated, you can stand, whatever. If you're online, join us with this in this quiet moment. So here's breath number one. Breathe in. And breathe out. And remember, Jesus said, come to me. Just come. So may you come to Jesus in this moment knowing that he's got a smile on his face and he is welcoming and receiving you no matter what you've done, where you are, what you're doing, how good life is, how bad life is. Jesus says, just come. Breath number two, breathe in. Jesus said, all you who come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And many of us have walked in this morning with, with heaviness, with hearts, with a challenge, a problem. And it's just heavy. And so as you breathe out, just know that Jesus' presence Christ is with you, strengthening you and bringing you a, a renewed sense of hope. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, not fitful rest, not tossing and turning rest, maybe not even sleep kind of rest, but a kind of restful peace that settles in the soul. We're in the moments when we feel like we're going to lose it or we can't keep going or we just don't know what to do because we've come, because we've allowed Christ to bring his strength and spirit into our lives in perhaps a new and fresh way. There is a rest that settles on our soul that says, it's going to be okay. I am with you. I love you. I will never, ever, ever leave you. And so breathe in. And as you breathe out, just say or think, rest, rest, rest. 
And may we leave this place having experienced the kind of rest that Jesus says this is available to you anytime you want. Amen. I almost hate to do this to you, but I have a couple things I want to remind you about. First of all, thank you to Aisha. Where are you sitting out here? Thank you, Aisha. Thank you. Thank you. Stop by the Hope Builders area. Stop by the Oktoberfest area if you'd like. Um, we are going to turn this room into 30 booths for Oktoberfest in the next hour. So if you could help us, first of all, stack the chairs in chair stacks of eight. If that's all you can do, wonderful. If you can help stick around another 30 minutes or so and help us put up uh, some booths, uh, it's easy to do. But if you can stick around, meet Sai right up here uh, after you've said hello to each other. So thank you for being here. We'll see you next week.
Okay, so here's, uh, here's what we're going to do if you're in the room to help, help us do this. So this is what we need to do. We need to put all the chairs in that corner. There's two chair carts, okay? John has one of them. There should be another one somewhere, okay? So, that's, so a couple people can do that. Two people can do that. The tablecloths, all right? So let's take all the table tents off, put them on the steps in the back, all right? That's where table tents go. If the tablecloth is clean, all right, if it's clean, let's take them off and put them all on this table, all right? Just drape them over like this. Oh, back there, okay. Tablecloths go back there, all right? If they're dirty, okay, put them in a pile back there too by the table. <laughs> Right, if they're dirty, just, you know, we need to wash them. All right? Yep, I got that. No, no. Go for it. Go for it. I'll, I'll do this. Hey, Cy, where do you want these tables? Cy, Cy, tables in here? Okay. Okay, so let's do this with the tables. Let's just lean them against the wall right up here, but not cover the doors. Okay, because we'll put them inside and we'll put them on a cart and all that. So just lean them against the wall, all the tables. Okay, somebody can keep moving chairs. I assume they are. John, thank you. The tall tables over here, the tall wooden tables. Okay. Yep, those tall wooden tables can go. Let's just put them along the back walls for now. Okay, just put the tall tables along the back walls, okay, and leave the chairs with them. All right, okay, good, we got two chair carts going now. Okay, the next thing that needs to happen is I need two people over here. Michael, why don't you join me? Let them. I need one more person who can lift some stuff. Melissa, you can do this. Ross, you can do this. Okay, we need to take all those drape boxes that says short drape, put them right there on, the, on there. Melissa, we need to start taking all of these, all of these stands out and all of those. Okay, Ross, you can lift all those drapes out, put them up here. I, let's see, the big ones, put one here.